Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast where we get bold about our balance and campaign to shake the shame that stunts our growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, Balance and Relationship Advisor for Bold Women in Business and a Few Brave Men. The Balance Boldly podcast is sponsored by All About Leverage, integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors, and maximize client acquisition. From on-site to virtual training programs, concierge social marketing programs, LinkedIn executive profile optimization, speaking engagements, power networking groups, and LinkedIn coaching. All About Leverage is a full-service LinkedIn and social selling resource. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. Woo! As we wind down with season two on all things Desperate Acts, I have to say that this has been such an incredible season, overwhelmingly filled with nuggets and tools and tips and techniques that if you are just joining Balance Boldly as a first-time listener, please make sure you subscribe and you more than anything, go back to some of the the other episodes. Season one was all about commitment challenges and all the things that we have to deal with in our personal and business lives more than anything around commitment. And season two is Desperate Act. So make sure you go back a few episodes and catch more of this season because when we start to you know, literally pivot (laughs) to season three. And I'm laughing because season three is all about the pivot. When we pivot to season three, you will definitely, you will have wanted to have had the opportunity to follow the flow. So make sure you catch up on all those old episodes. I am not going to give you too much of an intro before this interview today, because uh, the person that I interviewed, I'm trying not to give too much away. We went in so hard and we gave you a massive amount of context and information. So I don't want to take away from that. But I will say that this particular episode in the season of Desperate Acts is really about embracing your process. Um, not just your your process as an entrepreneur and an entrepreneurial leader, but your process as a person. You know, we all know that we are clearly here. If you are waking up every morning, if you are blessed to hear this, to be breathing right now, you are on some sort of journey in life. Whether you think you've, you know, amassed all the success that you could ever possibly have wanted or not, you're still here for a reason. You are still on this earth to pour out more of you, whatever that is. And if you feel like you don't have enough, it's because you're not filling up in the right place. Whole different conversation. Don't get me started because I will have y'all jumping and shouting in here. But backing up for a second, embracing the process that happens along your journey is really where we're going for this particular episode. It's so important for you not to try to rush your process and ignore those grateful awesome, deliberate, like we talked about last episode, deliberate most moments, we don't want to ignore that. You need to be grateful for the fact that you have lights on today or water is running, that you and or your significant other, your children, your mother, your siblings, whomever is in your life that you are connected to, that you love dearly, that they came home today, that they were able to give you attitude. Listen, that is actually a pretty amazing opportunity to have one more experience not that you want attitude with them not that you want to necessarily have to deal with 
you know, mood swings and nonsense of, you know, teeny boppers or your significant other getting on your last God-given nerve right now or any of that or your, your older adult children making you feel like you want to just strangle your own self. Even though we get frustrated with that, don't nix, you know, I'm, using, I'm dating myself a little bit using that term, but don't nix the fact that you even had that opportunity to experience that with them. You could not be here. They could not be here. Embrace what's happening. Take the lessons and the blessings from it. And don't try to skip everything and make your kids grow up too fast or rush them into parenthood just because you itching to be a grandparent or whatever the case may be. And I say that for your family, but I'm also saying that to you in business. And as a leader and someone climbing the career ladder, if that's your position in life, don't rush the process because believe me, that boomerang will come back and hit you, knock you on your keister faster and at the worst time possible than you can ever have imagined. And you will feel like you're going back 25 steps instead of maybe just two or three steps because of what you skipped trying to, you know, rush the process because you were so entwined with the optics of a thing. You wanted something to look a certain way. You wanted to posture in order, you know, we were all taught, and I talk about this all the time, we were taught to dress for the job you want, not for the job you have, and, you know, position yourself in a certain way so that people could see your potential and not limit you to the possibility of right now because maybe they didn't feel like you were completely equipped for the task, for the job, for the project, for the relationship, for whatever it was that that moment was calling for you. But if you skip and go too hard into that, if your posture it becomes another personality, if your dressing for the job you want and not the job you have is literally putting you into bankrupt or making you miss rent payments or child tuition payments or you're not able to eat <laughs> because you're, you know, you're really off balance and how you're trying to show up for that future self that you want to embrace, you're really going to just, you're going to level yourself. And I don't mean leverage, it, which is propelling. You're going to level as in knock yourself backwards. And you have to be really mindful. So um, again, I don't want to spend too much time here because the next part of this is so amazing that I won't go into detail, but you will love it. So I would say if you are riding in the car right now, turn the volume up. If you are sitting at a desk or in your bedroom, you might want to unplug it from the headphone so the whole house can hear. It is totally age appropriate. 98% of the interview um, and you definitely want to make sure that everyone who can hear can hear because we go and on this interview that's coming up in just a moment this season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor Spreaker.com as a product of the product the Balance Bully podcast utilizes Spreaker's high quality tools to create, host, distribute and measure our show with the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. 
Welcome back to Balance Boldly, the podcast that's a campaign to shake the shame that stunts your growth. I'm your host, Nikita Thigpen, and I am back with someone so incredible that I have to call him Super. His name is Super Joe Pardo, and he is a New Jersey-based dreamer who has always believed that society starts with you and that to change society, you must first change how you think. You guys know how much I believe in change and how much I state that you must invite it to sit at the table with you. And Joe is definitely no stranger to that. In early 2014, he decided to leave his family's $100 million business and pursue his dreams of owning his own. Joe Pardo has founded the Motivational Dreamers podcast to build his platform of helping others pursue their dreams. He's founded DreamCon, MapCon. He's a consultant that does amazing work helping other businesses, small businesses, entrepreneurs, and even small enterprise owners who are struggling with the process of scaling their business. Joe is a pretty incredible, amazing, heartwarming, big, gigantic, he's a huge, tall guy (laughs) compared to my five foot two. He's just a tall, warm teddy bear who I think is just beyond phenomenal. And I have to thank Michelle Talbert for introducing us because she is amazing and obviously keeps a great circle. I would have to say that in in alignment with the way Joe frames himself, I 100% agree that he is a dreamer in his past life who has made so many memories that he can officially be called a doer. Joe Pardo, welcome to the Balance Foley Podcast. That was incredible. Thank (laughs) you so much, Nikita. And yes, shout out to uh, Michelle Talbert for introducing us right in each other's backyards. Um, Yeah, and and, and, you know, you've been, uh, you were an awesome guest on the Dreamers Podcast, so uh, you should go check that out. Uh, It should be out by the time this gets released so hopefully that's the game you're so amazing joe please for all the people who have not had the privilege of meeting you of hearing the podcast yet and all the great work that you've done just give a little bit of context of who you really are and how you got to where you are now so I've always really enjoyed uh, doing things my own way and, and just putting my own spin on things ever since I was little and, and really having um, having a, a direction that it doesn't matter if other people get it or not. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for me, I've had friends that do get it <laughs> so along the way, so it has helped, right? <laughs> I feel so lonely. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, to me... You know, society really does start with you, and and that's why one of the things like for me, I need to do as much of the quote unquote right thing, whatever the quote unquote right thing is at the time, um, and and that might even sound like a little overzealous or whatever, but the the thing is, is when you're when you're taking calculated um, input of like the whole situation from all the different aspects of what you're you know what could be. Um, you you look at things from a different consciousness uh, perspective than if you were just like, well, this is my point of view, and like, oh well, that's all I'm capable of. Like, that's all I'm capable of mm-hmm. figuring out is my mm-hmm. point of view. Like, it's so hard to see from anybody else's point of view why they would feel the way they do or look at them with something the way they do. Um, and I, and it's so limiting. So I, me personally, like one of the things I've always said is like, look, if I get to the point where I can't see things from a different perspective or I get tired of 
trying to understand how the world works and taking things apart and, and figuring all that out. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'd want to, I think I'd be the day I'm ready to check out. <laughs> I, 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 I really, to me, like, I don't want it to be an old versus young thing for myself. I want it right. to be like, this, this is who I am. And so far, I mean, uh, you know, I'm only 30, but I, I've made it this far doing what it is that I enjoy, which is dissecting things and figuring out uh, the, the things and to go right into where we're heading the processes right and putting processes in place and optimizing those processes and efficiency and it's like how can I do this faster how can I do this better um and yeah I it's just for me that's that's like the fun like some kids grow up playing like playing with Legos I didn't really do the Lego thing mm -hmm. but like I have an appreciation for it though I grew up playing SimCity they that was my Legos um I don't even know what that is, Joe. I just want no, you to know that. No, what is that? <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's exactly what it is. It's a simulated city. It's a, oh. it's a computer game um, that's developed by the amazing Will Wright. You know The Sims? Yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, well, that, that's where The Sims came from. Was oh. from Sim City. Get it? The Sims? Yeah. I'm, I'm totally telling on myself right now because I'm clearly to like completely removed from all things technology, right? Like... <laughs> well, you know what The Sims are. You know, they're... Uh, international phenomenon mm -hmm. uh, to a certain extent. So, uh, but yeah. So to me, like it's always about the the process, the 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 the, the numbers, the involvedness, the um, the politics, the the feelings of other people, um, and and just considering like everything uh, from every perspective. Well, why do you think that you are so connected to recognizing? the importance of a perspective within the society. Do you feel like your background, even pre-family business, you know, if there was a pre-family business for you, um, you know, did your role prepare you for this part of the process that you're on now? Oh, yeah. I mean, I was made fun of, like, a lot growing up, <laughs> which helped with the situation, combined with um, my parents being divorced when I was, like, six. Uh, I mean, by the age of, of seven, I was, like, crying on my grandparents' floor about how I wanted to be a child psychologist to help other kids going through um, divorce like me. Now, that that went by the wayside because I was never a big fan of school. And mm -hmm. it was like, oh, no, I need to do 10 years of school? Like, that's insane. I'm not doing that. <laughs> uh, and, and, yeah, thankfully I didn't. But, you know, little did I know that the path I would take where I'm actually getting to mentor youth now mm -hmm. that have – way worse things happen to them, you know, have happened to them in their story than their parents getting divorced, like in my story, right? right? Like they're way, way worse things. Um, and being able to relate and being able to, um, even, even like reveal some of my own, like, you know, I didn't even think about this because I just kind of pushed it away, like aside mm -hmm. and moved on. Um, which I think to a certain extent has helped me get to where I'm at, right? Like dwelling in on everything, it doesn't help the situation. It doesn't change the situation. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, to me, like, I really believe that, like, our, our stories and our past, like, even, like, people who don't want to talk about that when it comes to, like, well, I don't talk about previous relationships to, like, my boyfriend or my girlfriend um, because that those don't matter. It's like, well, no, actually, those do matter, right? Because that's how we got to where we're at now. It's how... The, the path of like why we're making decisions now matters right um, and that's like not even to do anything with business but but it but, but it can if you relate that back to like 
Yeah, I got burned once before because of this situation that happened. Um, now, just because that you got burned before doesn't necessarily mean you'd be burned again. But if you're considering all aspects of a situation, like all like every possible scenario and every possible, and yes, it does make me a little crazy and a little insane at times <laughs> to, to, to wrap my head around all of these possible scenarios. But um, it enables me to make a more informed decision um, and going forward, being able to help see the other situation. The other thing that really helped is listening to people. Yeah. No, you you made a really valuable point. I actually talk about that and um which by the time this comes out, I probably would have announced to the world the book uh Selfish that I'm working on. Um <laughs> yay. Um which is is really honestly about breaking those expectations that bind our brilliance. And a lot of what is happening in the book Selfish is exactly what you're talking about. Our stories really are meaningful for us. And they fuel us and they help shape us, but they can also stunt us if we we don't take a moment to recognize that you can't always just push through everything like it didn't happen, right? Like, you know, being a child of, of a family, of parents who are divorcing, there is a very inherent conflict that comes with that. It does shape your world. And although it may be a very different story than someone who has a different type of experience that maybe the world may be considered may consider it more dysfunctional or more traumatic doesn't take away from the fact that you still own the right to have been affected and shaped by your story but many of us don't pay attention to that and we we try to pretend like it doesn't matter until we end up on the floor in a fetal position at some point in life right because it it came out because of a bad business deal or it came out because our own marriages didn't go the way we wanted to or Lord forbid we, you know, lost a family member or a child or something of that nature. It will come up and creep up on you if you don't pay attention to it. So you made such a really valuable point that, you know, helping and mentoring these youth, you know, you had to really look at your own story and see, you know, I'm connected with the fact that I was shaped by this, but it also doesn't necessarily dominate my future you know I'm recognizing the imprint that it left on me to make me help make me it doesn't didn't completely make you but help make you the man that you are today the father you are the husband you are the entrepreneur you are the professional you are um and it comes from me listening to the dreamers podcast your authenticity Joe comes out in every single episode and there's no question of posturing when I listen to you and I can tell that your story or at least the impressionable parts of your story really shaped you to be that person who is fearless enough to be transparent in a weekly podcast that used to be daily right like you used to do it every day I did for uh, five days a week for like three or four months which seems insignificant at this point but but it did help play a part in why I've gotten so many episodes out, right? Like, if I just did one one a week, I'd be close to, like, 150, but now I'm at 300. And, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. I, I, I don't know if you noticed, but I, you probably didn't even notice because we are on video right now. And I, every time you, you, you say, like, oh, you know, the, the man that you are, like, I, I'm still just a, like, boy. And I don't mean to demean myself or anything <laughs> like that, but, but like, I don't see myself like that um you know I don't know and that changed a little bit like with having uh but I, 
just I'm still just a kid, like trying to figure it all out piece by piece. No, you're you're very much a grown man and <laughs> who has had some pretty incredible successes. And I, I get what you mean from a space of I'm still at the early stage of life because you are right. Like you're still very much in the beginning of shaping and making your reality the way that you intend for it to be. And I completely 100 percent stand behind that. I'm, I'm in the same place. I want to always be in a place where I'm shaping and creating my reality so it doesn't just become stagnant and, you know, this muffling experience that makes me feel like I need a vacation from it every day. You're creating a life that you don't need a vacation from. And that's that's exactly what it should be about. But I've, I met you personally. I've been to your home. I've been in your studio. I've been in your a sensitive space where we've had conversations that were very enlightening and off and honest. I don't want to overuse the word authentic, but they were, and they were very open conversations. Listening, he is not a boy. <laughs> he is so not a child. You are no, very not, happy. Not, like, I, you know, I, again, I don't want to demean myself, but I, don't, yeah. I just don't. I don't really think too much about like the labels or the fact that I'm I'm 30 now. Mm -hmm. Like that, that means anything i don't know because i'm you know what it is I, i'm so used to people like not taking me serious growing up yeah um and and that's you know clearly uh, clearly a problem but uh, or was a problem now it's not as much a problem because people do take me seriously but they take me seriously for the person that i am not the person i'm expected to be and that really uh i would say has made a, a pretty big impact for me uh overall no that's that's pretty phenomenal. So uh, I want to ask you a question. <laughs> and you see, I'm, you, you can see me. They can't see me, but I'm like completely cracking up ear to ear. So I want to ask you about breaking expectations. Because to your point that you just mentioned, there is, you know, a history for the people who knew the Joe before you were super Joe, right? Uh, 2006 was actually when I got that. Really? I thought it was 2014. Okay, tell tell me the story before no, I even get to the question. So, tell me the story. So, so the story goes is I I, uh, I was out of the office or, or something like that, and one of my best friends, he, he's like one of, he's like my brother. Um, he was working for my dad at the time, mm -hmm. uh, and he worked in the office like with me. So it was like I mean we were in like our own like separate little office, um, and I say little. I mean it fit two desks, but it was not. It was not big. Um, I mean it was. It would be big for one person, but for two people, it's a little cramped. Anyway, uh, I think I was like on vacation, or I, I don't, I don't remember what happened, or maybe I was having like a really bad day at the time. Something, something had taken place, and I came back in the next day, and there was this drawing, which you can see right on my my front page of my excuse me, my site. Um, on my desk that, that said Super Joe on it, and so mm. I went and I was like, you know. People think that I, 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 and I've had people say like, "Oh, well, what makes you so super?" I'm like, "No, no, no, like I don't, you don't get it. Like I didn't do this. This is was given to me back. I mean, now it's been um, over ten years ago. So I was like, I want to make put this on the site. So, so I asked Matt. I said, Matt, what did? Why did you draw that? So he said, I drew the Super Joe Pardo image because it represents Joe's seemingly superhuman talent to excel at everything he does, the dedication and mastery he's achieved." Uh, through his many pursuits, demonstrate that once you've mastered yourself, the sky is the limit. And and like the, and he always like he always goes back um, 
there's something he always reminds me of, and 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 I, I, I don't know why it stuck out to him, but like there was this one time that he he I asked him, hey, how, how you doing today? And he's like, oh, I'm good. And I I turned to him and I said, why are you doing good? Why aren't we doing great? What mm-hmm. can we do to make mm-hmm. that great? And this I mean this is, goes back to like around that time period. Um, so so yeah, like. I didn't. I just was like thinking at the time. I think I registered the domain name because I was like, "Well, JoeParter.com is like two thousand dollars, which I do own JoeParter.com now, mm-hmm. but I own it for a lot less than two thousand dollars." <laughs> um, and and I was like, you know, I, I I know that Matt had mentioned like this a couple times, mm-hmm. and it was of course it was available. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna own that, and uh, and I and I and I moved all of my branding to that. And every ever since it's it's been so helpful for me because I don't have like eight different websites showing what I do. It's one. Yeah. You know, and it, it's that it's that single singularity in the branding and the name and the Twitter handle and everything that that's really helped. Well, did you have any um what would be the word? This is this is a heavy word, and you know the campaign behind Balance Bully is about shaking the shame, like the shame that plagues us in every every walk of life, the shame that makes us demean ourselves or makes us hold back from being great or from being super, just all those things. When you had to first tell someone, you know, that your branding was super Joe Pardo, did you have any shame? And I, again, that's a really really heavy word, so that might even be the best one to apply there. But did you? feel awkward in saying like yeah like you know introduce me as super joe pardo man like that's my, that's my branding that's my tag <laughs> okay so so let me let me say this i don't ask anyone to introduce me as that mm-hmm. right um I, I i don't and i you know that i pretty as super joe and and that's fine that's whatever that's great um but when it you know, know that when I told my dad, like, hey, I registered this domain name, and I spent like a week bringing my podcast and all the other <laughs> sites I do, and into this one box, so yeah. that I could show people like, this is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, why, why would you not just get JoePartner.com? Two thousand dollars. Do you want to fund that? Like, I don't like just for a domain name. Right. So I was like, plus, you know, for me, um, I, you know, I, I explained it to him. I was like, look, I go forward and I consult with different businesses. If they don't resonate with me then it's not going to be a good fit anyway right like if somebody thinks that i'm being like a i don't know jerk isn't the right word but like pretentious yeah yeah with that domain name um then again i don't it's not a good fit right you know i don't know how else to to explain that so i want to work with people that aren't stuffy people that work in an office building that you know they can't see past like what I what I'm doing here, yeah. Um, or they have preconceived notions of what I'm doing just based on that. So in a, in a way, it's like a selection process, so yeah, you know, a filtering process of people that like, hey, if you don't get it, that's fine. That's not a big deal. So so I do feel, and you know, there's the other thing. No, I didn't to answer your question. No, I really didn't feel uh, ashamed of it. And the mm-hmm. reason is because at the time in which I did it, I had already accomplished quite a bit in the last year or the time in which I had registered that domain name. So no, I didn't feel it. Um, I felt like, you know what? I earned this yeah. and I'm going to keep earning it and it's not going to stop. And yeah, it's just, it's just, it's it just is what it is. Now I'm smiling and laughing because I'm having, um, a nostalgic, 
association moment with the first time I was doing a speaking engagement, I don't know, somewhere in the, in the city. Actually, now that I think about it, not too far from where I, my husband and I currently live um, in Philly. And I did something. It wasn't called this, but it was basically the theme. You know, I'm big on themes. The theme of the engagement, uh, the signature engagement I was doing was called Awesome. And I was telling people how awesome I was and how awesome they were. And, you know, most people would hear that and be like, did she just call herself awesome? I'm like, yes, actually, I did. And for me, that is for the teaching of it, too, was that I'm an amazing woman encouraging someone other than myself to elevate. And like that is literally the definition of my purpose. My purpose. If you say, what are you here to do? I'm here to be awesome. Like that is literally what I'm here to do. Um, but people hearing that without hearing the explanation would be like, what? Like, does she? And I would just look at them like, check my pedigree. Like everything that I've ever done in my life is a signature explanation of why I'm worthy of that. So th to your point, like you had already accomplished enough to actually define yourself as super Joe, even though you didn't call yourself that, even though you didn't give yourself that appendage, you had earned it before you thought you earned it because the gentleman called you that for a reason from the, the detailed explanation that he drew up and wrote for you, which I thought was pretty amazing. But back to my original question around breaking expectations, um, you know, there's a lot of people who who knew you before the tag, right? Before the super came apart, before the Dreamers podcast came, before DreamCon, before MapCon, before, you know, Joe Pardo, the web consultant who's really helping people understand their brand, who's helping businesses scale, you know, and, and do things smarter and not harder. Before that Joe got any visibility, there were people who were not taking you seriously. So there was an expectation from some of those people. And and I mean that with love for not, the, I'm not talking about the haters, not those people, but the people who loved you, but just kind of knew you as like the, the silly dude. This, that's my, that's my cousin, Joe. He's, he's just real cool, but they wouldn't necessarily have said, that's my cousin, the business mogul. You know, that's my cousin, the, you know, the dreamer who's becoming a doer. Like they wouldn't necessarily have defined you that way, even though you have another circle of friends that are definitely embracing you that way. Cause they get to see the other side of you. So when it came to breaking that expectation of yourself to show up in those rooms as, you know, I'm, I'm picking on your name because of the way it's framed, but to show up as Super Joe versus Just Joe, so to speak, um, which could be your new hashtag, Just Joe. Um, how, how did that work for you to have to kind of break that expectation of time switch? You know, even if you were in the room with people who did expect you to just be Joe versus to be anything close to the super gel that your other circle had learned, you know, had kind of known you to be. You know, it's funny that you bring up cousins. I don't, you know, <laughs> I only have cousins on one side of my, family, <laughs> my mom's side of family, and I never considered myself to be the cool cousin. We're <laughs> never like in bands and doing, mm -hmm. you know, one, one was going to be a you know filmmaker and got pretty, you know, down the path and, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they were doing, like, some really cool things. And then, and, you know, life takes, takes yeah, hold. Yeah, of um, course. In my, in my case, it was the opposite. Like, I did the, the safe thing that life took hold and then broke away from that. Mm -hmm. um, and so for me, like, I, I, I remember I was uh, I was only at my uh, barbecue for my one of my cousins uh, was graduating. And my uncle was, like, well, actually, a couple of my cousins and uncle and, and all that. Like, I don't understand what you're doing. Um, 
I don't understand how you and like one of them is like a nice yeah and actually I think she has a doctorate now yeah she yeah she has a doctorate now I mean it's a few you know a few years later but it's just really interesting to to think back to that conversation where he's like so like I could I could be uh, I'm trying to think of how to frame it but he's like I could pretend to be a gangster or something for like a movie and and you know you can interview me like like that Mm. and I'm like that's not really where we're like I I don't think you're you're getting where I'm going with this right Um, but yeah I mean now I I, now I do feel like I'm I'm one of the the cool cousins to be honest but with that said, uh, I, I don't. I, I think the only thing that that what makes me cool isn't that I'm a naturally cool person, but it's just all of the things that I'm doing and intentionally go out of my way to make sure that I do. Um, from projects to you know picking to to go work with a nonprofit, okay. like those things to me. I, in my in my eyes, again, I'm a pretty geeky person, um, but those are things that make me cool, in, in my opinion. So, you know, and I think back at, like, the people that I worked with, I think that for the most part, even though some of them didn't like what where I was taking the direction of, like, some of the processes and systems in the company, they, they felt like it was encroaching on their, um, on their space, uh, I can say with all certainty that <laughs> they are not nearly as happy as they were w- when they were angry at me for, for implementing the systems and process now that they're working for somebody else. Right. Uh, a, a much larger company <laughs> than mm-hmm. my family's. Because uh, the company was sold to. Sold to. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah, so I, it makes me feel good because it's like, man, I was right. Like, I was right, and they're even more messed up, and they're like a 10, more than 10x t- sized company than we were, and they had more issues than we did. Um, and, and, and did, and or after we started fixing them, you know, um, and even less after we started fixing them. So, I. <sighs> I don't know. You know, you gotta remember something. So, so I don't know if I told you this, Nikita, but my uh, my favorite. You can you wait? Do I did I tell you who my favorite music artist is? No. Okay. Could you guess who it is? No, because I'm not a music head. I told you I'm one of those special uh, people. Technology, movies, music is horrible. So, so to me, like the it's not so much arrogance, especially like because was the quote, like it's not bragging if you can do it. Right. 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 Um. You know, so, so to me, it's like, yeah. Mic drop. Yeah, well, it's not. So, it's, and it's not easy. Right. Tons of things. It's not perfect. And it's not um, something that, like, you know, there's been, there was plenty of days where I was on the couch, like, not crying, but close to crying. Yeah. Feeling, like, empty. Like, what am I doing? Um, you know, I never, I don't think I ever got to the point where I said, like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I want to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, to working with my family, but there was a lot of times where I'm like, you know, this this isn't going the way I thought it was going to go, and part of that was my fault for not being specific enough about the, the intentions of the directions that I needed to head in in the amount of time I needed to head in it. 
um, which I've gotten really better at. But part of that was like, you know, here, here's here you go. Here's a good question. When people are like, hey, Joe, how much how much money have you made? Mm-hmm. Right? Are you doing this thing? Mm-hmm. That's free show. How do you make <laughs> free show? This is incredible. Um, right. You know, how much money have you made? And I'm like, hold up, hold up, hold up. If I was in school, which which for a little while there I was, mm-hmm. for, for like a year and a half I was, um, and 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 when you're like, hey Joe, how's school going, right? Right. That would be the first question you ask, not how much money have you made at school? Exactly. So, exactly. Like, this is a pro- like this is every day is a is a process of learning, um, of of failing at a lot of different things, and and failing is a you know term that. It, it, it uh it's it's uh what's the word it's subjective right so it's some things aren't necessarily a failure as much as they were like oh it didn't work out the way i was hoping for it to work out um maybe i could invest more time but you know what boo squirrel and i'm on to the next thing um which you know for two years two and a half years i i did i did a lot of different things to make it work um, from web design to um consulting to uh, books to speaking to uh, like so many things like there's like oh, the conferences mm-hmm. you know what I mean like there this wasn't like a one like oh I'm just gonna do this one thing and then bam it's gonna work out it's gonna be fine no you you made such a valuable point and I'm gonna restate it before we end but you made so many valuable points in the last couple of minutes. One being, you know, the perspective, and you started with talking about perspectives from the perspective that you have as a being in society, but people have really interesting views of entrepreneurship and what that looks like. You know, when you're in school for four years, two years, eight years, paying somewhere between fifteen and $40,000 a year if you're lucky, to do that, no one asks you about your failures. How many classes have you had to repeat? How many times have you almost barely got through class? How many you know times you skip class to, to chill with whoever you chill with, but because you made it through the semester, no one's questioning your kind of non-productive days, right? Like it, it just looks really, really different when you're doing something that society has received as acceptable versus when you're going through the schooling process of learning who you are of of learning what you're what you're really about and what you want to do and how you want to help the world and just figuring out the way to do that in the most systematic uh high level way that you can in terms of a way that could feed your family so you're not a starving artist you know we love beautiful paintings on walls when we walk through the streets of Philadelphia, but lots of those beautiful paintings were made in blood sacrifice because those people weren't making money off of all that energy that we get to come and stand in front of and take selfies in front of. And that's not what you're trying to do. You're not trying to take a business, you're not trying to create a podcast or a business just for people to kind of say, oh, I I knew that guy, I know that thing he did. But they're also walking past you in the street when you're like trying to figure out how to keep your lights on. That's not what you're doing. You're You're in a training ground, the same as we are. We were in a training ground and our company is almost... Well, we're five and a quarter, five and a quarter years old, or almost six years old. Um, And a lot of the first six months, we failed horribly. You know, we, and I tell this story all the time, we lost $100,000 really, really fast. It wasn't a slow failure. It was a fast, hard, talk about getting your teeth knocked out failure. And it taught us 
way more than I will honestly say with my many degrees and my many certifications and all the loans that I still owe back on school. I learned more in that first six months to a year than I did in my 12 plus years of school. And it was because I got to a chance to learn about me. And that's your point is about the perspective of where people sit and how we view and how we shame people, right? Some of those people that worked in that other organization where you were or the small business, um, your family small business that may have uh, disagreed with the way things were being handled and thought that they were going to be saved when the big company would come in and then the big company made more of a mess of things. There was some shame that was happening with that. And I was like, oh, you guys couldn't handle it. You're a family business. You couldn't. And then here comes the big boys still not being able to handle it. And now they're feeling worse off than they were before. And a lot of it is because people, they perch themselves. That was the word I was looking for. They perch themselves in a position to look down on people instead of sitting in a position to propel people and help people up until they find themselves on the other side of needing help. When they're calling Super Joe Pardo or Nikita Thigpen saying, hey, do you know anybody who's hiring? Um, do you have anything that I can do? Well, now, oh, now you need my help? Like now, now, before I was just an entrepreneur, you couldn't figure out what this free podcast was for or what all these speaking engagements was for. Like, are you really able to help your family? Oh, you probably can only do that because your, your spouse works, right? Like that's why you get to do that. I love those questions when people come up to me and they say, um, oh, well, you're married. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like what? What makes sense? Because I have a spouse. You just assume that he's holding down all of the bills and I get to play all day. My 18 hour days are playing. Like, are you kidding me? And I'm sure you get it in a very reverse way, you know, in a, in a different way because you're the dad, you're the husband, so it's affecting you in a different way. But um, you just made so many valuable points that, you know, I could talk to you forever on it, but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to respect that you have 5,000 other things to do, including getting to your beautiful wife and your baby girl, Ava. But I do want to ask you, how do you take care of yourself? Like, what do you do to unapologetically pause just for you, not with you and your wife, not with you and Ava, but just for you when you just need that time to unwind so you can fuel up for taking over the world tomorrow. What do you do? So there's like three things that I do. <laughs> One is uh, I listen to music pretty much uh, throughout the day, all day, every day. Mm -hmm. um, all kinds of different music, all day, every day. Um, the other thing I do is sleep, right? If I... Uh, one of actually, so there's four things. Sleeping uh, is is one of those great things where I can hit the reset switch, right? The reset button on on everything for myself, like my attitude, my uh, my short fused at that point, like my I'm done with this day, like let's move on. Um, sleeping is, is is definitely one of those things. Um, watching something funny, so like I don't watch a whole lot of TV. There's only a handful of shows I watch. Um, but there's like a couple of shows that I'll watch that can, you know, get hit that reset switch at least enough to like get me through the day. And, and that was a really big part of getting through um, all the years that I was so frustrated with, with working at my family's business for the various reasons was like I'd come home and I'd start talking to my wife. I'd start getting loud because I'm passionate and I'm, and I'm like, I don't understand why they don't see it. Um, and then we would like watch a t you know uh, a tosh point oh a south park uh something along that lines uh and and i could hit the reset switch enough to get me through to get to sleep right uh and then 
you know, I we watch a lot of like I'm not a movie buff, but I do watch a lot of movies. That's kind of slowed down since we had a baby. Uh, <laughs> Just but we do a little a, bit. <laughs> yeah, you know, like we tried watching um, Hacksaw Ridge the other night, mm-hmm. and like the first half was kind of ruined because Ava would not just go to sleep. So mm-hmm. we we watched it, but it it wasn't a great experience until she finally passed out, and then we can you know then we finished off the movie strong. Great movie, by the way. You should definitely consider watching it. Um. But yeah. No, that that totally makes sense. And I would imagine that with your schedule and the way that your days go between interviewing, writing, you know, out the the topics. I know you have 200 plus topics that you talk about on your show, you know, that are all related to obviously the the concept of dreaming and doing um, and everything in between that's related to that. And then you obviously you mentor kids and you have invested in a nonprofit in terms of working with them and helping them go to the next level themselves. And then you obviously do the consulting work that you do and the many, you know, levels that that goes from the smaller kind of solo entrepreneur up to those smaller businesses that may, you know, be similar to your family's business, those $100 million business that you're really trying to help them scale. And then you have the the simple fact that you're a husband, you know, and being available and saving some energy for your better half, <clears throat> a little biased, um, but, you know, it's right, just a little biased, but, you know, saving your energy for her in addition to all the daddy energy you have. And then you have DreamCon and MapCon, like, you have a lot of great things that are happening almost, you know, some wheels are turning simultaneously, some you have a little bit of a, a break in between. Where would you recommend that someone comes to, to meet you virtually? Like, where's the best place for someone to connect with you so they can get engr- engrossed in the Super Joe Pardo process? Oh, easily. It's, it's one website, superjoepardo.com. Or you can go to joepardo.com if you don't think I'm that super. <laughs> I just want to come and find out more about what I do because now I have that domain as well. Um, yeah, you, you know, go check that out. That's where you can find out about DreamCon. So you can go find out about MapCon. It's the Mid-Atlantic Podcast Conference. For If you don't know, it's in, it's being in, it's in September. DreamCon is May 20th. Um, they're both held right outside of Philadelphia, so it's like 20 minutes from the airport. Um, with DreamCon, we're, we're celebrating three years of the, the Dreamers podcast and three, uh, three almost, well, it will be 300 episodes when we get there. Um, you can find out about the podcast. Uh, oh, and the, the other great thing that we're going to be doing is raising money for two different charities at DreamCon. Uh, we'll be playing uh, Minute to Win It games. There's going to be speakers. There's, it's going to be a, a, an awesome day. So, uh, and it's not very expensive, like, at all. Like, it should be much more expensive than it is. Uh, so you should totally come check it out. You can get there from dreamcon.us, but it takes you to the same site, which is superjoefire.com. Uh, and, you know, if the best way to get in touch with me, send me an email. Just, uh, shoot me a message on Twitter or on Facebook or there's, I mean, pretty much everything. Everything's there at the top and at the bottom of every page for you to get on social media. But, yeah, please shoot me an email if you, if, you know, you just want to talk about business. You want to talk about life, dreaming. Um, I mean, I'm kind of in the middle of a of a, a restructure as far as like the branding of the show, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. it's not only just the Dreamers podcast; it's the Dreamers podcast business lessons from those who live their dreams. Uh, which the the whole purpose of that is, you know, a lot of what the show is about is is there is a lot of business lessons involved in it, from marketing to yes. scaling to like customer service like everything about business 
uh, at some point or another, we've talked about. I've had people on the show that um, that are experts at, at some you know very specific things, uh, and you should come and listen to Nikita's episode. Hopefully, it'll be out by the time this comes out. And and yeah, so so you find out about all of that. Uh, I have you know courses and books, and um, hopefully, uh, maybe in a month or two, we'll be I'll be releasing my my third book, Sales Won't Save Your Business. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it'll be the first departure from the the self development books, mm-hmm. and and really just focusing on the things that you can do to um, save your business, scale your business, and uh, really really help yourself. Aside from the the obvious growth, right? Growth is sales, and um, I I'm a salesperson, but I'm not really a salesperson. Like I'm not that mm-hmm. guy that wants to talk about sales. I want to talk about the numbers and the processes and and all that. So. Uh, yeah, there's just so many things going on, like, right now that I'm surprised that I have any time at all, <laughs> uh, or energy at this point, but, um, but yeah, so, yeah, come, come check it out, come talk, and, uh, say hi, I would love to, to meet each and every one of you, and, um, regardless of if you can make it out in September or in, in, um, May. No, you're, you're so awesome, I'm so honored to have you here on the Balance Bully podcast and the the synergy that we have between the Dreamers podcast, the Balance Bully podcast, just our synergies as people, as humans, as beings has been phenomenal. So I have to thank you so humbly, Joe, for making time in your incredibly full schedule to come and talk to all of us and share your life and be your normal, you know, here's that word again, authentic and transparent self. I really do appreciate you. Oh, well, I appreciate you having me on the show and, and I'm so happy. And, 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 you know, anytime you want to talk to Nikita, please just let me know. Um, just message me. <laughs> talk. Um, you know, I, t- I tend to schedule in, in certain days of the week, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm always willing to make a, an exception on a, on a weeknight. So. You're so awesome. You're so awesome. You don't go anywhere. You stay right there, Joe. Oh my gosh. He's just so amazing. Thank you so much to our guest, Joe Pardo. Thank you for our listeners for taking a moment out of your day and just allowing us both to plant positive seeds in your life, your relationship, and in your business. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and share this podcast to help us ensure that the bold and brave women and men that are out there have access to these valuable balance tools you know at balance boldly it's not just a podcast it's a campaign to shake the shame and homage to our expert joe pardo i have to end this show with a little gentle honesty that is coming from something he said earlier that i couldn't wait to share with you again and kind of restate for lasting imprint which is every day you are in school it is a process of learning and failing and growing so take it seriously I love that. That's a little gentle honesty mixed in with just a, a hint of Nikita, but it was mostly Joe Pardo um, coming coming at you right from Nikita Thigpen. If you are already not a member, if you are not already a member, let me say it that way, come on over to join the Dreamers Blueprint, which is a community of dreamers that are investing in their self so they can become doers. Make sure you go to thedreamersblueprint.com and I will see you on the other side of the moon. Until then, set an intention to enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.